Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products, that's plural, forward slash valuations. Again, both plural, founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Guys, Modigi launched really as an agency back in 2019. They did 300,000 bucks in revenue in 2020. Then they started getting involved in the Salesforce App Exchange, built SaaS, and now today they're doing $140,000 a month in revenue, uh, up from call it, you know, 120 a year prior. So healthy growth, totally bootstrapped. Three co-founders on the majority of the business. They used debt from FounderPath, 300,000 bucks paid back on a 24-month term to hire their another sales rep that's now helping them scale as well. Um, and he, and they only have six full-time employees with a $1.7 million run rate, really high revenue per employee. Hey folks, my guest today is Ken Hoppy. He's the co-founder and CEO of Modigi, built a real-time software engine for sales and is accomplishing a series of industry firsts. The most essential tool in the sales stack and linchpin to making everything else function properly has currently or usually has had zero visibility into its performance. Now Modigi changes that. They provide real-time visibility into the performance of the tool, eliminating valuable wasted sales resources and at the same time, optimizing performance of the entire sales tech stack. Ken, you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right, just to be clear, are you sitting on top of like a CRM to add more visibility or what did you mean by that? Yeah, I like to sit, start out by saying, you know, I'm old enough to say back in the early days, I can sell without Salesforce. I can sell without Gong. I can sell without Outreach or Sales Loft or even Sixth Sense, right? So all I think you've had a lot of those founders on. Now, I can do it with, I can do it with on spreadsheets, but really what we're saying is the most essential tool is overlooked is is the if I don't have the the right contact information to reach my likely buyer, none of the tech stack matters. And so what we do to answer your question, yeah, we sit inside Salesforce. So it gives us coverage of 80% of the, of, of the market we feel. We're a, we're a Salesforce managed package. And what we do in basically in the background is we're um, auto inspecting. This has never been done before, which is giving visibility into the accuracy and quality of contact data. So um, as, a, as a full production product, we, we actually run inside Salesforce and inter, interact with all the different uh, sales engagement tools that I've mentioned or sales uh, tech stack tools. But what we're doing, Nathan, on the front end of our customer engagements is we're actually running what we call a data diagnostic. And the, for the first time ever, we're giving companies visibility into the quality uh, and coverage, like the inaccuracies. For example, how many of the people that they prospected to in the last 30 days had actually changed companies? Don't even work at the target company. How many phone numbers did they call that were inaccurate, that didn't work? Mm -hmm. And 
we had no idea. So we we sort of evolved as a company because we originally thought the idea was we're just going to add mobile numbers to um, you know help companies and and BDRs and SDRs reach their likely buyer. Add the, add the mobile channel. We thought that was the problem to solve or the job to be done. We had no idea how bad and inaccurate the contact database was that they were acting on. And we're finding basically that's the bigger issue to solve. So if we can identify inaccuracies and correct them before they go into an outbound call step, then we've done it. That makes tons of sense to me. What are customers paying on average per month to use the technology? Yeah, it's funny. So when we, you know, when we reflect when we first met, I was excited about a $10,000 annual contract and, and our highest paying customers are are close to $200,000 uh, uh, ACVs bookings today. Today, yeah. So we're we're really sort of leapfrogged um, because of the value and 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 really starting to see bigger publicly traded companies just giving us input to our product evolution. What I just described to you really came from a customer that said, "Hey, I don't trust my data that I have today. Can you can you use your software and inspect what we have?" And is that an average though, or is those are just your like what's the average ACV oh. you say across your full base? Yeah, so our our ACV we're we're modeling at like eighty thousand dollars. Oh wow, that's still an increase when we from when we talked in twenty twenty where it was about ten thousand. Yeah, I mean, I I I didn't think it would happen so quickly. Where where we're getting our first orders are over a hundred k, which is hard. What's allowing you to drive that expansion, those expansions? Is it more seats, more features, some utility-based upsell? It's a great question. You know, it's actually, um, if I step back and I look, and I, I originally thought our our buyers were sales leaders. Well, our true buyer is RevOps. So Revenue Operations has that analytical brain where they're thinking, you know, so they're, by, they're reporting to CRO and they're reporting to the CFO. So they think financial. So we built a revenue impact model based on, um, we, we really work hard on the front end of these engagements to show mathematically, like the amount of time wasted that we could solve for. The amount of revenue impacted if, if you add our solution. And so we're coming up with these ridiculous ROIs of like a thousand, two thousand percent. And so we're able to get these large deals because we show um, if for every dollar you give me, I can give you $10 back in revenue. Or optimization. But is it but is it a feature based upsell? Is it a seat based upsell? It is a is a utility based upsell. What's or is it? Uh, we're adding a million bucks of new revenue. We keep twenty percent of it. A take rate model. Yeah. So if you remember last time, we you know so we charge a platform fee and then we charge a consumption. It's a consumption based model, and it's really about um, it. Th- what's growing is the ability to add functionality. So when you add automation modules, there's an additional uh, fee for that. When you add the ability to do dynamic phone number validation, there's an additional fee for that. When you can do dynamic um, employment dispositioning. So we're adding, to answer your question, we're adding actually additional functionality, which uh, adds value to the customer and adds more uh, billable for for Modigi. I'm trying to drill here, Ken, because I think you're pricing a very smart way that I want others to copy. You base, you charge off the consumption model's number of API calls. And so what I just heard you say is they can unlock additional features which enables them to call different kinds of APIs, which drives up the consumption model revenue. So it all feeds itself. Is that all accurate? It is. So we have different like recipes, I call them, where if for one recipe, what used to be called um, Get Modigi, which is just you would send us an API or a request to add a phone number and we would do our, you know, our, we'd perform work, 
return a mobile phone number, validate it, return it, and at the same time, check for employment. Now, now what we do, that would be one, one fee. Now, if they say, I want you to check my existing mobile phone number, that's another fee. I want you to auto, when you identify that someone's changed API companies. call. Yeah, API call. Yeah, yeah. So someone paying you 200,000 bucks a year, how many API calls are, are they probably doing in that year? Oh, you're catching me right in like this. We're transitioning. We're trying to really figure, we're in our second year of the product. And so we're really trying to um, refine our business pricing proposal. And it'll, it'll continue to evolve. So it has been typically um, platform fee plus API calls, right? And what we do is we we calculate um, how many net new prospects their BDRs are calling. And in the old business model, all we were doing is what percentage don't have a mobile number? And that was our addressable market, if you will, with that company. Now, every prospect is our addressable market because now we can inspect every single record. And okay, what that'll last, do- last year, though, for your old pricing model, someone that paid you 200 grand for the year, how many API calls would they likely do? I mean, are we talking 20,000, a million, 20 million? Well, to get it different, we used to charge based on a credit, and the credit would be a one to one. So you would you would basically well, how many credits then? It could be so for a hundred thousand, it might be a hundred and fifty thousand contacts. Oh, it's so, a one to one to one. So it's one dollar equals one credit equals one API call. No, I mean we would basically charge based on the. It used to be a two dollars a credit, and then we would discount off of that. What we found is. We we were perceived more as a data company, but there's so much more value in the orchestration and the cleanup. So a, a cleanup of a record may take five API calls now. To, okay. To to but Ken, is there a record? simple way for the audience to understand just what number of API calls if they're paying you two hundred grand a year, or is it uh, too the hard? Old model, yeah, the old model at that yeah. level probably um, two hundred and twenty five, two hundred and fifty thousand API year. calls. Wow, interesting. Okay. Very interesting model. And then if I'm paying you 200000 a year, what's what's a split between the platform fee for that versus number of API calls? The platform fee is is will be roughly about 25% moving okay. forward. That's how we've modeled it. And again, to all the other founders, I mean, I think everybody's gone through the same thing where you're trying to you're trying to find a, a scalable, repeatable model that helps maximize our profit. So we're trying to get as close to 80% gross profit while showing true value to the to the client based on the on the functionality. And Ken, you're a high touch, low volume kind of sales motion. How many customers are you working with now today? Yeah, under 30. And I think the last time we spoke, we were probably around 30. And and the trade-off has been the smaller SMB companies that have churned, um, we're okay with. What we're really excited about is these larger companies that um, are continuing to re-up. So we have some, so our LTV, um, I mentioned to you, we have Companies that are now by the end of this year, I we will probably have three companies that spend have spent about a half million with Modigi, and that's really where we want to go. So it's an enterprise enterprise sale. Yeah. So twenty five customers at six thousand a month. You guys are doing about what one hundred and fifty thousand a month in revenue. If I multiply something like that, we last year we came in at one point seven million. So okay. it, it's choppy. Um, I'm hoping to smooth out that curve. Um. So when you say 1.7 million, does that mean you did about 140,000 in MRR in December and the run rate is 1.7 million? Our our pricing model is more bookings related, right? We sell an annual contract, traditional annual contract that gets consumed over um, the term of the contract, which is a 12-month term. 
Yep. And so we we recorded it as MRR from a gap perspective. Yep. So from from a gap perspective, what was MRR in December? Was it about that 130, 140 range then? It is. And that's how you get the 1.7 million run rate. You multiply times the 12. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Now, what do you think you can grow here in 2023? Well, we don't, we, we've, we've been very measured and deliberate in trying to maintain a profitable model and control the company. So we haven't done traditional VC. So we have a very small staff, um, but we, we feel. And what's small? How many people? So we have really six full-time customer facing, whether it's sales or, or customer success. Um, we're heavy on product development. Um, and, and now we're just looking at, um, you know, we take non-dilutive capital from FounderPath. Thank you so much. That's really helping oh, not, us. It, are you comfortable sharing us. how much you took? We took, uh, yeah, 315 Awesome. What, and what did we, I just don't remember what did, how many months are we letting you pay that back over? Do you, do you know off the top of your head? I think it's a 20 month payback. If I recall, or 24, a two year. Yep. Yep. Two but years. It, it gave us some runway. What it did, it gave us some runway to hire our first sales leader. Um, and, and then, uh, we brought in, we brought a BDR in-house. Um, so again, the, you know, we grew our first year, um, as a services company, we were 300,000 in revenue. Then which we, is what year that was, um, 20 and then 20, the 21, we launched our, we became a SaaS company in February when the Salesforce managed package was released. And then we just did a hair under a million. My goal was a million. I think we came in at nine fifty or nine thirty, And then, um, we wanted to hit 2 million this year. And we, you know, we got close. close. What do they say? Go for the stars, land on the moon, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's no reason we we, we can't. Um, I mean, my my stretch goal again is to double it is double. So with with what some. I, what, Ken, what I love about this, though, is you've managed. So just repeat the number. How many full time employees today? So there's six. There's six that are actually in the full time work, work for Modigi. And then we outsourced a lot of development. How yeah, many contractors? contractors? It it's an accordion, but basically okay. we have our lead tech. So two two sides of the house. We have our our engine, which is in Google Cloud, and that basically we have a key uh, technologist that runs that, and then we bring in expert Python developers when when needed, and then we have a Salesforce development team that focuses on the managed package. And so combining those those fluctuate between five and 10 people, depending on the development that we need. I love this story. I mean, your revenue per employee with the six full timers is through the roof and you're bootstrapped outside of the 300,000 you took from founder path, right? So, I mean, you own hundred percent of the business, you plus employees. Yeah. There's three, the three of us that own the majority. Ah, okay. So you have two co-founders. Two co-founders. Yeah. That's amazing. But, but again, um, I mean, do you ever feel pressure to go raise VC? You read all this stuff in the press. Uh, you know, it's interesting. You know, yesterday I had a conversation with a good friend of mine who runs a, a industry uh, ventures, uh, Hans Wildens, and we talked over this. And I ran some models by him, and and he said, "There's no reason you need to get, take traditional venture capital." I mean, because we have a path to profitability. We're we're profitable at the moment, and we just run really lean. Yep, yep. I love that. Do you know off the three hundred thousand that you took from Founderpath, how much new MRR are you able to generate with that, or new ARR are you able to generate with it? I don't. I don't you have use that. it on a sales rep though, right? Does a sales rep have a quota? We do. Yeah. So sales reps has a $1.2 million quota. Okay. Did the rep that you hired with a 300 K, did they meet, did they meet quota last year? 
No, he started in April. Okay. And so I'm a, I'm a sales oriented CEO and my co-founder is a sales oriented um, co-founder as well. So we've been doing the bulk of the, of the sales at the moment and then um, dragging Joe along. And then uh, Joe has now, he's got a healthy pipeline for 2023, uh, which we're very excited about. I just wonder so. if this is repeatable, right? So like for every new sales rep that I'm making this up, I don't know Joe's salary, but let's say you're paying new sales reps 80K base, and then they can earn 80K commission on top. So 160 OTE, if they hit call it a million dollar quota. I just wonder if this is something you can repeat with founder path. Can you take 160 grand to go make the hire, then it pays for itself within 12 months and rents wash repeat? I mean, does that feel doable to you? It does. We have a flywheel that, so I mentioned on the front end of the call, we're doing this, what's called a data diagnostic that gives the ability to provide empirical evidence of the problem that we're going to solve. So visibility, and then, um, it, it, you know, understand and quantify the problem, you know, see the problem, quantify the problem. And then we have a solution to solve the problem. Um, we're getting really good traction uh, on that. And so I feel um, my job is to get awareness to, because we, we've spent $0 on marketing. It's all been just brute force and uh, word of mouth is where our leads come from. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, when you decided to go with FounderPath, did you do any research into any other debt providers? And again, it doesn't hurt my feelings if you name them, but help us understand sort of why did you choose to go with FounderPath? Uh, well, we did. We did. We looked at, um, we always try to look at three three options. I won't name the other two. Um, we just felt um, more comfortable uh, well, first of all, you know, there's a lot that that you as a, as a person and, and the and and the relationship from just what you've built, your ecosystem was uh, really a, a a big factor. Your rate, your actually, your interest rates were uh, more favorable as well. Your terms were more favorable. We love that. We try to great give good rates, and also the key is founders always forget to ask for this. You want the longest payback period possible because it decreases your monthly repayments, right? Right. Yeah, and I could be wrong on the 24 months. It could be, it could be 36. Well, We're everything in founder path is totally confidential. We're SOC 2 compliant. So can I can't share your data unless you tell can I I know what it is. Do I have your permission to share how long your term is? You do. 24 months. Yeah. So it was great, right? You have plenty of time to sort of pay it back. It lets your sales rep get up to hitting his quota. And so it's obvious hopefully ROI positive debt. I think it's like it's $17,000 a month, but what it does, it gives us that working capital to, you know, apply to an extra engineer or to, you know, like I said, to hire that sales and not, and give, give that extra runway to where, uh, yeah. I love it. It's a great model. Our whole goal is to help as many founders as possible, get to a $10 million run rate and still own a hundred percent. So I want to help you and your co-founders get as close to that thing as possible. Thank you so much. All right. All right, Ken, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite book? You know, it's interesting. It's it's relatively unknown, but it's called Jobs to Be Done by Tony Olwick. Gave us some thought process into thinking about solving a problem instead of build just building technology. So jobs to be done. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I don't know if I'm studying anyone. Um, I think um, listen, I we we're, we're heavy in the partner ecosystem. So um, I mentioned so Jason Zintac. I really one of our best use cases is with Six Sense. We do some really good coupling with them. So I'm really following, uh, I would say Jason, someone I'm, I'm tracking. He is great. Syntax is on fire too. All right, number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Modigi? It's still uh, the Google um, the Google Docs, Google, Google Spreadsheets. We, we use collaborative, all that collaborative tools. And Ken, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? 
It depends um, if I get up for morning yoga, but it's, uh, you know, I'd say I, I try for seven or eight hours, but close to six or seven. That's great. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? So this is, uh, uh, I'll be married 23 years uh, this year and I have uh, uh, two daughters, 18 and 16. Wow. And how old are, uh, I think you had two birthdays since we last spoke. Are you 54 now? Yes. 54. Happy, happy late birthday twice. Yes. <laughs> Ken, last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. You know, I'm a late entrepreneur. Um, and I think uh, I, I wish I would have taken action sooner in my career when I identified early problems. Um, and uh, that, that still sticks with me. Guys, Modigi launched really as an agency back in 2019. They did 300,000 bucks in revenue in 2020. Then they started getting involved in the Salesforce App Exchange, built SaaS, and now today they're doing $140,000 a month in revenue, uh, up from call it, you know, 120 a year prior. So healthy growth, totally bootstrapped. Three co-founders on the majority of the business. They used debt from FounderPath, 300,000 bucks paid back on a 24-month term to hire their another sales rep that's now helping them scale as well. Um, and, he, and they only have six full-time employees with a $1.7 million run rate. Really high revenue per employee. We love this bootstrap mentality. We love Ken. Ken, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks, David.